0: Hi, this is the History of the British Isles, episode 6, Far and Poison. Today I'm going, I'm going to go through Roman rule in Britain, Bidicia and the Irish conversion to Christianity. Before I start, though, I want to say sort of the lack of an episode for the last three weeks. What can I say? I'm a bit of a procrastinator and I was away in France for a week on a school trip. Now, let's, get, let's actually start this mammoth selection of topics. One thing I didn't exactly cover last episode is the full story behind the conquest of England. Claudius only got the surrender of southern Britain and Essex. The rest came later. At first, the Romans expanded out towards London and the central south around Hampshire. The Romans' army also conquered Norfolk and East Anglia, the area of Odysseus would come from. After they controlled the south, the Romans turned their attention to Wales, In in early Roman rule, the main resisting tribes were the Cilius, Ardovices and the Decagliai tribes. I don't really know how to say those ones. The main allies of the Romans in Britain were the Iceni and the Brigantes. There were even allies revolted from time to time. Badesia herself was queen of the Iceni. The Cilius king, Caraticus, ran a guerrilla campaign that was, for the most part, highly effective. The Roman ruler of Britain at the time was Ostorius Aust- Scapula, who eventually lured out Caraticus into a pitched battle. Big mistake. His army was defeated and he had to flee to the Brigantes, but their queen sent him straight back to the Romans. After Caraticus died, the ex-husband of the Queen of the Brigantes, Venutius, led the resistance. From CE 60-61, to 61, the governor of Britain, Gaius Paulinus, was on campaign in Wales. He had been making a hash of his alliance with the Arsini. Their old king, Pograstorus, split his lands between the Romans and his wife, Badicia. But the Romans t- attempted to take Badicia's lands. At the time of the campaign, the Romans were attempting to torture Badicia into surrender. It wasn't working. Badicia was angry and her people fired up. As the governor was away, Badicia officially raised the flag of rebellion. The Trinovates and many other smaller tribes. Joined her as he charged towards Caldonham, Monday, Colchester. I say that, well, I say that way too much, don't I? We all know the story. The British, the fire, British burnt down the city. Quintus Severius, a Roman governor, attempted to relieve the city, but was grandly defeated by Bodicea. All of the infantry was destroyed, and only Quintus and some of his cavalry escaped. The battle most likely happened at, the Great, at Great Watting. Ratting, near to the city. When the governor heard, when the main governor, that is to say, heard, he considered his options. He could fight the much larger army and face almost certain defeat, or he could run a scorched earth campaign. That means destroying all potential places for Badiqia to take, and destroying or abandoning all settlements. He chose the latter and abandoned London to the rebels, all who did not leave were killed by Badiqia, who also burned down the city. The governor then regrouped, and got ready to make his stand. He was able to raise 10,000 men. And made his stand the, and at an unknown location in the West Midlands. Midlands. The rebels outnumbered the Romans. They are believed to have had between 2,500 and 3, 300,000 troops. That could be over-exaggeration on the part of the Romans though. The bushes split up into separate rows with the first row charging first. As the first approached, the Romans started to fire Pila, a Roman heavy javelin, at the British line. This caused the Britons to collapse, and the second line had to take up the mantle of attack. The Romans joined them in battle, and their discipline prevailed. Bodicea, as legend legend has it, committed suicide by taking poison. Her daughters also took poison, as to avoid capture. Now... Let's go over the rest of Roman rule in Britain. In the year uh, 69 CE, the Roman Emperor split up into four parts in a huge civil war. The Britons saw, an opportunity, saw another opportunity to gain freedom, and the Brigantes and the Silias revolted. They were able to take the north, but after, a civil, after the civil war, the new Emperor Vespasian stamped out the revolt. As Roman rule continued, their territory slowly pushed north. At the high point of Roman rule, they controlled all of the land up to the highlands and attempted to conquer the, highland tri- the closer highland tribes. The Emperor Hadrian stopped the expansion and set up the borders for Roman Britain that would last till the Romans abandoned Britain. This border is Hadrian's War and also roughly marks the border between England and Scotland today. The Romans did go to war with the tribes beyond the war but never made any permanent conquests. Roman Britain converted to Christianity around the time of the Roman conversion to Christianity, (laughs) the worship of the old gods would remain, even though it moved to underground. Now, let's go to Ireland before I cover the withdrawal of Roman forces from Britain. The first missionary known to have arrived in Ireland is Palladius, a bishop in Britain. He came in 430 CE. It is possible that Christianity did arrive in Ireland earlier, but there is no certain proof apart from from a line in the letter sending Palladius to one that tells him to minister to the Scots believing in Christ. The Scots, if he did not already know, were, were Irish tribesmen. Modern day Scotland f- form, was formed by the people of this area. Technically, she called call the people of Scotland the Picts, or another tribal name that comes from Scotland. But that's not how it turned out, however, as the blender of time made the Scots the people of the area of Scotland. I don't want towards the angry Scots bang on my door. After that tangent, let's let's get back to the main narrative. The person who is most well known as the converter of Ireland to Christianity is St Patrick. He is thought to have be been born in Dumbarton in Scotland around around 3, 3, 372, and was captured and brought to Ireland as a slave. He was able to make an escape and return to Scotland. It, he believed it was his duty to convert the Irish and so joined the monastery at Tours. Pope Celestine consecrated him as a bishop in Rome. He was sent to Ireland by Celestine, who died later that year. He stayed in Ireland to find the elders of the new Pope, who said he needed to return to his diocese. He faced charges in England for his apparent crime and died in 461. From At this point onwards, it can be claimed that the other Ireland was Catholic, and I will consider it that. Now let's hop back over the channel in the eclectic fashion I've been doing this episode. I've. Let now let's cover the fall of Roman Britain. This happened. This really happened when the emperor Honorius shortlisted as the, as as Rome's most shortlisted for Rome's most useless emperor award. Withdrew withdrew the legions from Britain much earlier. The usurper Magnus Maximus withdrew troops from the north of Roman Britain. I think that's all I can manage. I'm on summer holiday for the next six weeks. This being the last week of term, so I'll go blank. Over the time I'm gone, I'll write scripts and work on my production skills. You may see a new logo as well. Goodbye!